Warning, the Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. It's simple, really. You either want to grow in virtue and holiness, or you want to be a sissy whiny baby. If you choose to move forward, grab your whiskey glass, because the Catholic Man Show is starting right now. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. I am still Adam Minahan. Still identify as Adam Minahan. My friends still identify me as Adam Minahan, my family. We're over 200 and some odd episodes, and I have still remained Adam Minahan. Yeah. Sitting here next to David Niles. My, uh... Pronouns of choice are master and my lord. How's that working out for you? Really great. As soon as somebody does it. Uh, Juan's on the button tonight. Thank you, buttons tonight. Thank you, Juan, for all of your help. We're, we're doing a, a streaming live on YouTube as well. We're trying that out. We'll see how that works out. Jim's on the butt, or, uh, by the door over here making sure no one's going to bust in. You just, bodyguard. Try, you just try to bust in. I mean, yeah. you see what happens. Yeah, it's not going to be good for you if you do. Jim, thanks so much for all your help. We're going to be talking about mental prayer tonight. We're going to talk about prayer. We've had uh, quite a few episodes recently. We're going, we're going mental on the Catholic Man Show today. Typical. Typical. Yeah. Typical Man Show. Uh, we've, the last few episodes, we've talked heavy in philosophy. Uh, and so yeah. I thought, you know, it's good. It would be good to talk a little bit more about prayer to this evening. Um, not only for the purposes of, I mean, prayer is the oxygen for our soul. But also, like as we're preparing for strategic, stri- like or strategies for 2021 to better ourselves, if we're trying to better our prayer life, maybe this will be something that will be beneficial to you. Totally. I mean, so, that's one of the things. I think you always, hopefully, are getting better at praying. Right. It's a. It's not something that you ever. Well, I don't know. If you get stagnant, know, can in you it, master it? Like, can you say like? Well, I mean, if you're talking about the levels of of prayer, like the. Yeah, but, mystical union with God. But, okay, let's say you achieve is uh, ecstasy. Is it is that the highest Myst- level of yeah? I think mystical, mystical union. So, all right, let's say you achieve mystical union. Can you continue to progress? I mean, surely you could have a I think it's higher, a, like a, a more degrees. I think it's forever. Like it's just like a our, deeper our union. It's just a deeper union. I mean, you're just continually right. uh, growing the closer same, and closer. The same genre of prayer, but you're just but you still get better at it. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay. So, so we're going to talk about prayer tonight. Prayer tonight. I'm, I'm excited about it. I think that we're going to promote a book that I absolutely love and uh, to actually ask you what what your favorite books on prayer are that have helped you with your prayer life. Okay. So, uh, but before we do that, let's 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 jump into this whiskey. What do you think? Okay. So yeah, this is uh, Glenn Glenn Alachi. Glenn, Glenn Alaki. Alaki. Glenn Alaki. We looked it up, but you know, uh, one th- the first I'll tell you the first thing I noticed about this bottle is that they use the same font as the movie Hercules for uh, nice. the, the, nice the title Hercules. This is clearly the same font. Uh, it looks to me more um, uh, Greek, more Greek. See that? Mm-hmm. See what I'm talking about? Yeah. That is the font of Hercules. Nice. Okay. Okay. It's 12 year. Um, it's got kind of a red color to it. So is it, uh, do we know, is it aged in? 
I think it has some Oloroso. Oloroso, yeah, yeah. or sherry or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's just pour it. Yeah. While you look, while you examine the box, because we were going to do a different whiskey, and then we were switching up here at the very last second. So. Yeah. So it threw threw a curveball at me, but that's all right. We'll we'll do this. Uh, I'm I'm excited about this one because I'd never heard of this. this we're, we're nothing whiskey. if not adaptable. Right. I've never heard of this whiskey before. Have you? Have you? Distance pour. Oh, I can't do it. The candle's burning me. Um, have you oh, heard of this I'm whiskey so before? Sorry. No, I have not. I I need it. So I'm really excited to to try it. I didn't mean to make a mess. I'm sorry. That's okay, man. Um, I'm so and, sorry. And it's a space side. I I enjoy space sides. They are typically uh, uh, they typically have sherry to them. So yeah, I I think they're I a good change them. of pace, kind of. Yeah. So the color it says on the box says the color is a polished bronze, which hmm. I think is very apparent from the Oloroso casks. Jim, here you go, buddy. So it is Oloroso. Yes. Okay. Jim, here you go, bud. Uh, and then the nose it says is butterscotch and honey, playing with the lead of with raisins and mocha in the background. The taste is honey, uh, bananas, and lashings of butterscotch raisins and a delicate hint of mocha. So we're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers. Cheers, Juan. Cheers, Jim. Wow, the butterscotch comes out really yeah. strong. Yeah, I know. And I think honey. it does too, but also I was smelling it right when you said the word butterscotch. So I was just sure like, if I... am I really picking up on it so well, or is that you know suggestion? Hmm. But you're right. I think it's and I do get the banana, like kind of more banana bread. I think on than banana itself, banana on the nose anyway. The banana, yeah, man, that is good. That is a good. That is a good scotch. I'm enjoying this. Yes. Mm. So it's uh, 46% ABV. Um, wow, that is good. It's very good. Do you know how much was this? Do you remember? Yeah, it's about. I think it was about uh, 65 bucks, 70 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah, 65 okay. or 70 somewhere around in there. So it's do. It's very doable mm-hmm. for scotch. Yeah. So one of the things we're doing this uh, tomorrow, actually tomorrow. And we've talked about this on the show, but tomorrow is we the day. We are going to do it. We're going to do it. We're caroling tomorrow with the children, Juan and his kids, your kids, you and your family. I'll and, be there. And, and my family will all go caroling. Now, now, so there's different ways you can carol, obviously. You can go and see the people that are, are your friends, you yeah. know, drive to each each house to go caroling, which I like that just because it's fun. But what I think what we're going to do is... We're just going to go straight down the street in our neighborhood. Yep. yep. We're not going to know. We, so we don't know a lot let me of these ask people. You, are we going to ring the doorbell and then start singing? Yes. Okay. Yes. I yes. think, though, here's what I think. I think we need to sing before they get to the door. Because I think before they open the door, they need to know no, this there's what, carolers out there. Right. Whether if, they want to open the door or not. If they open the door and then we all start singing and they're like, oh, great. Sorry, I have something in the oven. Right. Like, I got to go. It, it makes them really stuck. I... What do you think the over-under, like if I gave over-under of three getting the door shut on us, would you take the over or under there? Oh, the over for sure. I think so too. I'm, I'm prepared to get, you know, for people to, to kind of shoo us and away. Then we, and then we... But I think it's going to be a great evangelization tool. I, th- I think yeah, that... Yeah, so I was thinking we could, I don't know if we'll have time to do this. It's a last minute idea, like have something to give to them. Well, I think your wife said that... I oh, suggested she... cookies or something to her mm. today. Okay. That would be a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I don't have time to bake cookies, but... I don't either. But it, we could buy them. We could buy some There's cookies. Because you could just buy cookies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you just have money. So let me ask you this. Favorite Christmas song? Tough question. Yeah. 
And in this case, I'm not distinguished between Advent and Christmas. Just, you know, Just like your favorite. Christmas time song. What's your favorite one? Um, Mary, did you know? No, I'm just joking. So I, I you no, know what? I just, I just heard someone. On, I saw on Twitter someone suggest an alternate. Mary, help me know. Yes. And yeah. Uh, Mike, Michael Halbrook. Is that who it was? Yes. Yeah. And, and so yeah. like that is uh, a beautiful. I was actually singing that song, and it makes total sense the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't know. I, that's a good question. I don't really know. I don't know if I really have a favorite Christmas song. At least I off the really top of like my head. "God Rest You Merry Gentlemen." I really like that. That's song. one of those songs that I know, like until you get to the 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 verses, it's like and it, da, 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 da. well, yeah, it's like, like I know the first verse, you know. It's like I, I don't know very much of it. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I really love that song. It's uh, it's like hey, it's a peace. It's like you're you're bringing peace to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, have peace, be at rest, for Christ has come. You know what I mean? Like that's a Christmas song right there. Mm-hmm. I get. I think I over overly philosophical with my Christmas songs. What? That doesn't sound like you. I know. That's a stretch. Right. I don't know. What's your favorite? So that, that one's yours yeah, that for one, sure? Well, I don't know. It's, like I said, very hard to pick your favorite Christmas song. I will tell you, the moment that I fell in love with, um, oh, man, what's the first lady's name? <laughs> Melania. Melania. Mm. Mm-hmm. Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, was, and that's embarrassing. It's like, you can't say you fell in love with somebody and then forget their name. <laughs> But I really, really liked her answer to this question. It's a better way to say it. It was a couple Christmases ago, and she was having like a thing, doing a Christmas thing with kids, and someone asked her, one of the kids asked her, what's your favorite Christmas song? She didn't miss a beat. She just said, Silent Night. And it was like, yes. Yeah. Good answer. And she she didn't have to think about it. It was, I mean, maybe she knew that the question was coming ahead of time, but she probably was pressed. Silent Night is a good, is a is good, a good answer. It's a good answer. It's a good choice. I like Silent Night. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what my favorite Christmas song is. Right. I'm if, one you those, say, if you say Jingle Bells, I'll punch you. No, this, this is one of those, I don't like to listen to Christmas music until basically Christmas Day, because in all honesty, I'm not a big fan of Christmas music. I'm not oh, a guy. Like, it doesn't get... Bad. It doesn't I, really... I, I really love Christmas music. It doesn't really get me... Like In fact, it kind of annoys me sometimes Like when I hear it too early. I'm one of those guys, like, I have... We talked about this on the episode about how to advent like a, like a man, or as a man. Yeah. Uh, you know, where... You should start listening to Christmas music when it when it's going to get you in the mood where you don't get burnt out when actually Christmas starts. Yeah, I mean and that's different for everybody. I don't get burned out on Christmas music a whole lot. Right. Uh, right. You know, like, but you know what? I haven't listened to a single pentatonic song this year. Congrats. You, I, I mean, guess? no, it's not. It's neither. It's just surprising. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Usually, like, I hear it all they over the place. They are really good. And, yeah. Mm. It's kind of too bad that they're like the group of Christmas because. I'm not sure that they really represent the Christian ideal very well, but they are I know, good. I know very little about they them. They are very, very, very good. Yeah. So uh, one other thing we've talked about it before, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that we're doing a, a course with Carlo Broussard starting here in just two weeks uh, where we go through the five ways of St. Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. It's available to our patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash the Catholic Man Show and you have instant access to it handouts that he's made we'll have a live q a session with him i'm really excited about it it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm gonna learn a lot so i hope you can join us and we can uh learn together this will be it's gonna be mucho is what it is yeah so we're talking about prayer this evening we're gonna jump into the topic basically on the other side of the break we'll be right back
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm still David Niles, here with still Adam Minahan, along with continuing to be Juan Posada and forevermore Jim Spencer. This segment of the Catholic Man Show is brought to you by the Catholic Woodworker. Go to thecatholicwoodworker.com, use the promo code TCMS, that lets him know that we sent you, and you get 10% off all purchases, including uh, purchases on rosaries, home altars, crucifixes, and more. He has heirloom quality. This is, you can pass it on generation to generation. You will not be disappointed. Yeah. Check it out, catholicwoodworker.com. Just don't throw it in the fire. His stuff tends to be flammable. Correct. Being wood. And all, yeah. So, Dave, I, I want to talk about prayer tonight. One of the things we've, we've said previously on a show, but it's worth asking again, when you have good friend, good Catholic male friends, yes, you can ask each other how is your prayer life going, and it not be awkward. It yeah, be a weird thing to to do. You know, sometimes uh-huh. if you act, if you just like walk up to some random guy and be like, "Hey, dude, how's your prayer life?" It may actually work. I it, think that actually might work. It actually may work, but it's, but you're gonna be awkward. You're gonna feel a little awkward, maybe, maybe not. I don't know if you're Juan. It, I don't it, think it Juan. also depends on the way you do it. So, like, let me ask you a question, sir. How is your prayer life? Right. You know, they're going to be like, uh, fine, please leave me here. alone. But if right. you'd be like, how's the prayer life, bro? Like, yeah. you know, sort of like, uh, you know, as if you're both on the same struggle bus together. Right. You know, like, oh, the weather. Right. You know, oh, how's your prayer life? Mine's, mine's struggling. Right. You know, then they might be like, oh, yeah. They can connect the. Me too, dude. Make a connection. So, how's your prayer life? It's okay. Uh, like, I've said this before. Over the last year, I've, I've, my prayer life has really, really grown, um, and that is a direct result of doing Exodus ninety and and adopting some of those uh, prayer habits. Um, and so I've continued to do that twenty minutes of prayer every day, and that really did change my life. And now, having done it for a while, I'm starting to like. In the beginning, I was very proud of myself for praying. Okay, you know. And I was, and I am still proud of myself for beginning that that virtue. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, after doing it for a while, you start to see like, oh, I'm, I'm actually have huge flaws in this area. Not, you know, it's it's good that I'm doing it, but um, so you know, like that's kind of where I'm at with my prayer. It's like, oh, I am praying, but I realize that I'm not very good at it. Right, and hopefully tonight, after we, we talk about prayer life, especially mental prayer, it'll help guys um, have a, at least a blueprint of how to start mental prayer. I think a lot of times we uh, guys will start vocal prayer and, and know how to pray vocally, know how to say repetitious prayers and things like right. that, but they don't know how to engage in mental prayer. And, and through no fault of their own, they just have never been taught. Mm-hmm. It's not something that a lot of times is, is taught in RCIA. That's not a lot of times... It, that's taught, you know, passing down from generation to generation. Right. Because it's an intimate thing, and a lot of times it's hard to describe how to do that. And mm-hmm. so, it's through no fault of their own, they don't really know what does mental prayer look like. The good news is that there are ways of learning, and there there is instruction. Correct. To be found in the world. Yes. So and It's not like the Force, you know, like you're Luke Skywalker, Yoda is dead, and you're just trying to, like, figure it out all by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yes. In this case, that's 
Because, I mean, I'm an picture yourself. You're Luke Skywalker. You're trying to learn the ways of the Force without, without any instruction. Without any master. Right. Yes. That would be very hard. One of the things... That's you know, not what this is, though. That's right. what I'm saying. One of the things that helps you grow with your prayer life is reading books of the spiritual fathers. Yeah. Uh, what were some of the books that, that really propelled your spiritual life? Well, um, one of the first one that comes to mind is uh, uh, the the Dark Knight of the Soul by St. John of the Cross. Mm-hmm. Is that... Is Dark Knight of the Soul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just, it wasn't that he was in that book talking about prayer specifically, um, but that book really changed my attitude towards um, desolation versus consolation, mm-hmm. um, and and what it is, what is it, and and actually desolation is to be really distinguished from the dark night of the soul, uh, because passing through a dark night is not cons- it's not desolation per se. Um, that is a Everybody goes through moments of desolation and consolation. You know, there's this oscillation, uh, a, a cyclical back and forth kind of between. And it's not always back and forth. Sometimes you go consolation and into a, like a neutral area, contra- consolation again, right? But um, the dark night of the soul is a gift that's given to people who are who are have achieved a certain like a significant level of holiness. Because you know, if, if the Lord were to do that to you or I. We would pr- we would tough. despair. We sure. would despair. It'd be tough. Yeah. One of the books that really helped me, especially when I was really starting to take my faith seriously, was the Intro to Devout Life by Saint Francis Ooh, de Sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lays out so many good tips and tricks, practical yeah. things of here's. I never you finished do. that one. Oh man, it's I so forget. good. Yeah, here's I think one. I put that down. This is uh, this is the version that I have that I highly recommend. It's Intro to the Bible. That one is much bigger than the one I have. Well, here's why. This is the Paraclete Giants publisher, and here's why, because every page on the on the right-hand side is his writing. On the left-hand side is all the stuff, like, to give you insight on what he's actually talking about. Because there's a lot of things that he's ta- mentioning that Which are, page do you read first? I always read uh, what he wrote first. Interesting, so you read the right page, and then you go back, back to, the to the left, left. page. Yes. Weird. But... Uh, you know, there, he talks about things that are only happening like in his time period, and you're like, I right. don't know what this means. I have no idea what he's talking about, or the city, or anything like that. And it, yeah, it, it connects the dots for you to help you understand actually what he's writing. So I really like this, uh, the, uh, this publisher, uh, Paraclete Giants of the Intro to the Vet Life. So I like that one. That one was huge for me. And then the one that we're going to be pulling from a lot today in the episode is one that I try to read every year because. I always, it always helps me with my prayer. And it's called Ways of Mental Prayer. Uh, and it has a... Is that by Laity? Yeah. Yeah. A vital Laity. And he was a cistern. Is that how you say? I have no cistern, idea. I don't, I don't know. Uh, you're abbot. And Cistercian? Cistercian. Yes. Cistercian Abbot. Okay. And it was promoted by uh, now Pope St. Pius X. He wrote a, an, a, a letter to him basically saying, like, you did not do this work in vain. It's absolutely phenomenal it'll have great fruits and it, it's in the it's actually in someday a man named adam will be born and he yeah. will love this book i think i think that's in the the footnotes right check the footnotes uh, but it's not it's not riveting it's not a riveting book it's not something that's just going to be a page turner for you yeah you don't really it's, read very many you don't read riveting books i mean let's be honest me personally yeah, yeah. i don't know I don't you know read you like say that. you read philosophical books Yes, I do. 
Yeah. Those aren't, I mean, they're good. They're not riveting. No. But it gives you the practical ways, the step-by-step of here's how you engage in mental prayer, which I, I appreciate. Yeah. I, I like, okay, I need to know the steps. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that is what we're going to be pulling from a lot of today in our in our episode. I highly recommend it. I'll have it on the show, uh, show notes so that way you can go purchase it if you are interested in it. But um, the other book that is helping my prayer life is the one I'm reading right now and still reading. Yeah. Is The Discernment of Spirits. Oh, by Father Michael yeah. Gately. You have been for a while. Right, because it's, in fact, this and is... And you remembered his name. Congratulations. Thank you. This is the third episode, and right. you finally got... You yeah, finally remembered uh, his name. Yeah, and Margot didn't have to remind me. All right. What do you go, man? Thank you. Uh, eventually, S- eventually a man will, will learn. Um, but it's it's all about your prayer life, actually. Um, and it's the, called the discernment of spirits, and, you know, it can be used to help discern the will of God, but... Uh, the rules that Ignatius lays out is really about combating desolation and resisting and overcoming desolation in order to return to a state of consolation in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it is it's kind of uh, the other side of the coin in in the life of prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the types of prayer. You know, it's not the stages and you know like hierarchy we're of prayer. Tr- we're not going to go through the hierarchy, but we're going to try to go through some of that today. But it's like the maintaining a good prayer status, um, and when when you're, when you're you fall out of kind of your groove, mm-hmm. how and why you might have fallen out of your groove, and what to do to get back into it. Which is always good. Right, because at, uh, which is what distinguishes desolation from the dark night of the soul. The dark night, a dark night is going to be there. You're just going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, desolation is never to be in, is like you're not supposed to just accept it you resist 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 okay so that nice yeah uh, Juan what are some of the books that what's a book that really helped you The Consecration to St. Joseph Consecration mm. to St. Joseph which is a perfect read right now with it being the year of St. Joseph one of the episodes that we're going to do soon I think is how to live out the year of St. Joseph Plenary Indulgence this year, anytime you say the litany of Saint Joseph. Oh, nice! Yep. Dave, well, you got to go to. Juan, you have to go to confession every day, but or I mean, you, you have time. to receive, receive communion. Yeah. You don't have to go to confession every time because one confession applies to multiple yeah. plenary indulgences. But you do have to receive the Eucharist for everyone. So you go to daily mass mm-hmm. and say it. Boom. Do you have one, Jim, uh, that you've read that helped you? Yes, yeah, Consecration of St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this issue is Father Donald Calloway. We, that we book did an episode was with awesome. Him. It yeah. was awesome. He, we did an episode with him. So, yeah. uh, so okay, so let, let's just go ahead and jump into the topic since we're, I mean, we kind of are already, but so prayer, what is prayer? Let's talk about, let, let's start with definitions. Definitions. Uh, you know, prayer is the elevation of the soul to God, to adore him, to thank him, to beg pardon, and to ask for graces. Yeah, I think the first part of what you said, that's, that is the definition of, of prayer. Right. Elevation it's, of the soul to God. To God. Raising of the heart and mind to God. To, to God. Mm-hmm. Which is, if we're not in communication with God, we're not going to be growing in holiness. We're not going to be growing in, right. in supernatural it, it's virtue. It's not saying the words of the Our Father. It's right. uniting your heart and meaning the words of the Our Father. Otherwise, you're just talking. That's just vain repetition. Right. If so, you're just saying it. St. So, John uh, uh, Damascene says, a prayer is a, raise, a raising of one's mind and heart to God, or the requesting of good things from God. Mm-hmm. So, kind of, kind of like what you were talking about. So yeah, we'll pick this up on the other side of the break. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. We're talking about ways of mental prayer. If you're listening to this on the radio, we're on over 14 different radio stations. If you're listening to it, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and or YouTube because we're going to be continuing the conversation after uh, the radio segments are over. Yeah, There's definitely, no way we're going to be able to get, definitely get to do it all. both. I'm going to say that. Definitely do both. Subscribe to the podcast and YouTube. YouTube. What do you do? You don't subs- you yeah, subscribe. You subscribe. You subscribe on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard keeping track with like I know. all of the stuff. I agree. Terminologies. Okay, so let's let's dive into it. So prayer does four things. This is what it, it, uh, the ways of mental prayer, the book that we're talking about this evening, it lays out. Prayer does four things. It adores, it asks pardon, it gives thanks, and it begs for graces. So this is uh, the ACTS acronym: adoration, mm-hmm. contrition, thanks- thanksgiving, and mm-hmm. uh, supplication. Supplication. Correct. Yeah, and so that and that is a very helpful monitor anagram whatever it's a bit, whatever it is it's a memory tool mm-hmm. memory device for how how to pray because if you just jump right into like hey help me help me help me help me and i think that's a lot of people in prayer oh absolutely. they just go straight into it and like give me give me give me give me give me well that's that's something that i struggle with all the time it's like i'm in adoration the first thing is okay lord i'm struggling with this please help me with this um, you know I, i'm trying to get my family through this help me with this you know it's like i'm just bombarding him with all these things and yet i have the Lord Almighty in front of me, and I'm not recognizing that He is in front of me and adoring Him right now at this moment. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it's and, and we'll talk about this, but it's about trying setting yourself in the presence of of the right. Lord before you actually begin in prayer. Yeah, because He already knows what you need, right? And He wants you to order your soul rightly, mm-hmm. and He will give you everything. Yeah, so the Catechism of the Catholic Church uh, in paragraphs 26, 23, and on g- gives different forms of prayer. We won't go over them today. There's too many to really discuss uh, at this, you know, without getting sidetracked. But I highly recommend going to 26, 23 in the Catechism to talk about the different types of prayer. Uh, another th- reason why this is very important, when, especially when we're talking about mental prayer and meditation, is, is uh, if you're a guy right now who's trying to figure out, what is my vocation? What is the Lord calling me to? Uh, many of sa- many saints have said that meditation is the essential form of Christian prayer, especially for those who are seeking the question, Lord, what do you want of me? Mm-hmm. So if you're one of those guys who are, who's trying to figure out his vocation right now, or maybe you're just uh, you, you're discerning the priesthood, maybe you're discerning married life, whatever you're discerning right now, increasing your prayer life is going to help you make that decision. Yeah. And let me just share something that's like I've brief. I've found helpful in discerning what is God's will for me. Um, there have been moments in my life where it's like, God, uh, what do you want from me? Uh, what What do you want me to do? Um, and where I've been praying, and I have known that it's like, I, I'm not really asking this question, Lord, because I'm afraid you're going to say it's this. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to say that, right? And you know, like after a year of kind of feeling that way, finally, I had this moment where I said, God, I'm just, I have to be honest with you. And I just told him, I'm afraid you're going to ask me to do this thing. Right. And I'm afraid of that. But when I was actually like admitting that I was afraid of it and telling him, mm-hmm. I found myself easily able to say, but if you ask me, if you ask it of me, I will do it. Right. That's so much. So, when and then, talk- and then it totally went away. He didn't you know, like that's not what the anxiety went away, know, and right? But I had been carrying around this like 
not like it was ruining my life. I mean, that's not at all. But in my prayer, I was you're anxious, uh, about afraid. It. I was holding back. Right, and that's something that when you told me about that, I was like, yeah, that's a great idea because a lot of times I'll say, Lord. I don't know, but your will be done. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, but I really hope it's not this. Right. You know, and so... Because, when, and you don't really mean it. Right, because you don't really mean it. Because you're saying, be oh, but not but this. But not that. No, you're saying... You're, it's a way of saying no to something. By not bringing it to the Lord, you're saying no to it. Right, but if you say, Lord, I really don't want this, uh-huh. and it's making me nervous that you may call me to this, but if it, if it is what you want of me, then give me the grace to carry it out. Right, because it's sort of like, you know, giving over your whole self to God. When you don't do that, it's like, no, I'm keeping this part to myself. myself. I reserve the right to reject you Mm-hmm. If if you go here, if, if, you, go. if you venture into this part of me, I will keep yep. you out. No doubt. And so you have to be totally honest when you are raising your heart, mind, and soul to God. You know, especially in this moment of discernment, mm-hmm. uh, that there maybe there is something that you're afraid he's going to call you. He's going to call you to, and maybe he won't call you to. Maybe he will. But, but you surrender. To, you have to be willing to do it. Your surrender, whether or not he calls it, calls you to it, will will be like graces will be just showered upon you for your willingness to surrender to our lord right so like let's say you're dating somebody and you think maybe i'm called the priesthood but you're afraid because you really care about this girl you're dating mm-hmm. and you you know i'll have to break up with her that will break her heart you know it's like wow there's a huge hurdle there the thing is if he calls you to the priesthood it'll be okay he'll take care of it right like i know that you are you have all these fears in that scenario mm-hmm. but it will be okay. worry is just a mild form of atheism. Right. If he calls you to the priesthood, then that woman, she's going to be like, you know what's worse? Is if she keeps dating you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she belongs with somebody else in God's plan. So, like, mm-hmm. you just have to be so honest right. in prayer. So, let's talk about distraction in prayer first. Before we get into... Hang on one second. Oh, okay. Yeah, no problem. So I'm just kidding. I think it's really interesting. Aquinas says this, and this is going to be this is going to hurt. This is going to sting a little bit to a lot of people, including myself. Mm. It, st- it stung a little bit when I read this. It says, "If anyone is voluntarily distracted, it is a sin, and that it hinders the fruits of prayer." So if you voluntarily allow yourself to be distracted in prayer, it is a sin. Wow, is what Aquinas said. Okay, I believe that. Now, he said also, like, if you're going into, like, let's say you're going into vocal prayer and, like, you're initially trying your best, you know, to be attuned to what you're doing and then you get distracted uh, throughout the prayer and then try to come back, he said, you know, there will be graces there, that there'll be efficaciousness happening there. Was it St. Francis who said if all you do is constantly turn your, you like, if you're just distracted over and over and over and over and over again and all you do is... The whole time, just try to turn your mind back to God, and then you're instantly distracted again, and you keep that. That is a. It may have been yeah, somebody else. Know. There was a saint right. who said that, that that was that that would still be a very beautiful prayer. Yeah, because so uh, so in this book, uh, lady says like, if the soul could keep itself more attentive and uh, attentive in prayer, the merit and the fruit would be greater. So the more you can sure. stay focused in prayer. The more efficacious it's going to become. Mm-hmm. So, th- so he lays out three different, uh, four different types of distractions, and then gives some remedies for them. So, the, so the four distractions are due to levity, which we've talked about actually in the philosophy of humor episode when we talked about like things that are supposed to be serious, we take it lightly. You know, if you oh, I'm just here to pray, blah, 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 you know, and you're just you're not taking something seriously. Yeah. Uh, which prayer is serious? Yeah. 
uh, um, you know, that can be a distraction, right? Because you're not full, full into it. You're not wholeheartedly into it. Another one is uh, due to passion. And I think a lot of guys can relate to this when you're you're praying but you're really angry about something or you're really frustrated about something or your right. emotions are very high you're not being able to temper the emotions the emotional appetites that you have to where it hinders you from making a uh, good prayer like you know what i'm saying right does that make sense oh yeah absolutely like i I've, i i can i know that there's been times where i've been praying and i've been like super mad about somebody who says said something to me and i'm like actually thinking about that like right. i can't believe this guy said this to me or you know how you, dare it's like him you hear a politician say something on the radio it's like i if they had said that to me here's what i would I'd say have said this right and they'd have no they'd have no come no comeback for that right you and, know and, but you're, and you're supposed to be like praying i can't tell you how many times i've gotten legitimately mad at nancy pelosi like <laughs> right. i i'm not kidding right. and then i'll catch myself like getting all mad at, and it's like i'm an idiot right She's way. F- she has nothing. nothing to do with my life. Right. Another distraction is uh, due to employment, like manual work, studies, things like that. Like if you're trying to, eventually, if you if you're praying and working, you know, you're working while praying. Eventually, you can be in communion with God without really thinking about what you're doing working wise and, and still be praying. Yeah. But that's a higher level of prayer than what uh, I'm currently at, at least. Sure. But uh, and then the distraction. The last one is distractions due to weaknesses, and that's just you're not. You're not praying enough. It's like, oh. So you're not. You're, you I keep thinking, oh, maybe that's my problem. Oh, maybe that's my problem. Oh no, I think maybe that's my problem. <laughs> right. If you don't pray enough, obviously it's a it's a habit, look. We got right? problems over here. Right. So if you you know you don't pray enough, you get ha- you know the, the habits right. are not there, and and you're not straight. The virtue of prayer and justice is not uh, strengthened. So, so he says there, there's three different remedies that he gives to, and the first one is just to uh, to humble yourselves in God's presence. For humility is the remedy of all of our faults. So to just, I think, bring back into your mind that you are in the presence of our Lord. Right. If you continue to do that, that that will help uh, from distractions. Because if you have the the way, the truth, and the life, you know, in front of you mentally, then nothing else really matters. So I would expand this one uh, by adding to it uh, posture. Oh yeah, and we okay. talked about that with Doctor Malosh in one of one of our episodes. Right. Recently. So if you're seeking to humble yourself, but you're laying in bed. At the same time, that's not a that's not good because the body and the soul are one in this like they go together. You the cannot posits right exactly like if you want to have a, a contrite soul, contrite heart, then you should put yourself into a contrite position. Maybe get on your knees with your head bowed to the floor, you know. And then I would say part of that is engage the imagination, um, where when you are in a humbling position, picture yourself before the throne of God. Like, God is on his throne right there. You're not just humbling yourself, putting your face in the carpet to put your face in the carpet. You're putting your face in the carpet because you're before the king of the universe. Mm -hmm. You know, and you are. You know, put yourself in his presence. Right. Um, Go to a place where that can be done, you know, and that will, I think, for me, that's helpful in distractions. Mm Mm-hmm. And then sometimes my imagination it ends up being the thing that does distract me. But right. sure. at least in the beginning, it does help achieve that act of humility. Right. And actually, so that's basically the last two. It says, you know, to bring yourself back into the subject of prayer, even if you have to do it a thousand times throughout uh-huh. the prayer. Right. And then to not expose yourself into too much words. Just put yourself back into the presence of our Lord. Okay. So it's kind of you kind of nailed it. So when we get back, we'll talk about actually mental prayer and how to do it. 
Shout out to Juan. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're talking about prayer. How to do it, what it is. How not to do it. So I think we made a distinction. There's there's something between there's a difference between vocal and mental prayer. Right. We've talked about that a little bit at least. Yeah, I think the the difference is obvious. It's very obvious, right? So but when you stop and Aquinas said that you should continue vocal prayer. I was gonna ask, should you like, because I think the at least the way we're portraying it today might make it seem like oh, mental prayer is a higher form of prayer that you should leave vocal prayer behind. Right, and that's not what Aquinas even says. He says uh, vocal prayer is not to be despised, uh, for if well made, it pays to God the homage of our body as well as our soul. So kind of like what you were talking about earlier, we were body soul composites and being mm-hmm. able to do things in union with our body and soul right. i mean that's why we kneel in the liturgy that's i mean like that's right. our bodies you know we're very right. physical sensual thing you know vocal is vocal prayer is, is good prayer it's just it is it is a good form of prayer it's just the beginning steps into prayer if you just uh, if, if you, you, allow, if you don't progress then then vocal prayer is a hindrance right because there are some things that you cannot there are not words for you right. know like uh Saints, you know, they will often pray in groans. You know, there's not yeah. something, there are no words. It's just a movement of the soul, a, mm-hmm. you know, that God God discerns. Right. And in fact, uh, so Aquinas also says uh, to only use vocal prayer in private if it is useful to arouse the, mind's, the mind interiorly. If it's a distraction or hindrance to the mind, then you should stop using it. Hmm. You know, and vocal prayer would also include um, singing. Correct. And singing is, sure. uh, you know. So, okay, so we don't have time, I don't think, to go into the active versus passive mental prayer. I think it's the, the, basically active, you're, you're, you're engaging more into it, the passive once you Sort of progress. like meditation versus contemplation? A little kind bit. Kind of like what we... Yeah, a little bit. What, I mean, you can use the same principles. The virtue of memory, which we I think we've done a show on... Have we done a, yeah. a show on memory? Purifying the memory. I can't remember. Yeah, how uh, ironic. Uh, but the virtue of memory plays an important role in, in mental prayer in general because you have to uh, remember what is true, what is good, what is beautiful, what is in front of you, what is what is uh, orienting yourself towards those things and being able to recall those um, is important in mental prayer. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so how do you do it? So, like, you're sitting there saying, like, okay, well, how do you how do you engage in mental prayer? Because once I read this, I realized I've never really done yeah. mental is prayer Is it, like, before. mentalism, sort of? No. So, so uh, there's three parts that, that, that comprises of me- meditation. They're very unequal in importance and duration, is what he says. And the preparation, the, uh, uh, the body of the meditation and the conclusion are the three parts. The preparation, the body of the meditation, and the conclusion. Intro, body, conclusion. I like it. So those are the three. So uh, the preparation requires only a few minutes at the most is what uh, Lady says. He says, it essentially consists of placing oneself in the presence of God, who is looking uh, upon us and listening to us, begging God for grace without which we cannot pray. So, yeah, see, I think that could, a few minutes seems long to me for that. Like, that could be just at, but he a says few at the seconds. Most, yeah, at the I mean, most. it could so be five yourself, to ten seconds even. Right, and so what I do, what I like to do, and I've, I read this from another spiritual father, I can't remember, recall who it is, but he said, always uh, ask our mother to take our prayer and purify it and present it to our Lord. Mm, oh, I do the same thing. 
Yeah, so, like I'll ask her because to like shroud our prayers me. Aren't aren't you know a lot of times aren't the right things to be saying. Right. Uh, but if you give them to our, our mother, who's going to magnify the Lord, as the you know in the Bible it says in the Gospels it says he, she's going to purify those things and then present them to our Lord right. uh, in, in an efficacious way. So that's one way to do to to prepare yourself, put yourself in the presence of our Lord, and then ask Our Lady to uh, take care uh, to. to Take all of our prayers to our, to purify them and, mm-hmm. and take them to our Lord. But so then the next part is is uh, the body of the meditation. This is where the meat is. This is the meat of the meditation, if you will. Uh, the, and it's comprised of four different parts. Uh, oh. it, it's considerations, affections, petitions, and resolutions. So uh, uh, considerations hmm. is we reflect uh, one. Uh, the truth of uh, in our mind over and over again. So this, like, remember when I said like on the, a truth, in on our a mind. truth. Yes, remember when I said that the, the virtue of memory is very important. Yeah. So when, you, when you're meditating on something that is true, you're, you're thinking about it over and over again in your mind, meditating on how it is true and what it is, uh, you know, what about it is true, to where you unite your will and, and thought to this truth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that that would be like the like just thinking about that our Lord became man. Like that idea of truth is something that you have to like really just sit there and think about for a long time, right? And like just ponder it and thinking about it like over and over again. How do, how is it that you know the the uh, our Lord became man? You know the incarnate. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so, so you you sit there and you ponder this idea of maybe our, our Lord became man, or our Lord died for us, and and think about the passion, and then then you go into affections, which are typically arise in their own accord from what you are you're 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 contemplating about, whether it be uh you know hell hell brings on repentance, like if you're if you're contemplating right. uh mortal sin basically, you know, and like. Defying our Lord, like turning away from our Lord, um, that's going to bring on hell. And so, you don't do that. You, you don't want to do that. And so, you 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 repent. Yeah. Or more importantly, it would just uh, it would be displeasing to him. It's the fruits of being of of your considerations that you're you're thinking about. It's you know yeah. if you're thinking about God's you know, and the graces, passions. Yeah, the passions you're grateful that they for his stir love up in you. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's petition. And this is I think what a lot of people are pretty familiar with the petition part uh it's an important part and we should dwell upon it for a long time is what a lady says with with confidence and humility and perseverance over you know to be to continue asking uh while at the same time urging the reasons likely to move our lord and invoking the aid of a blessed virgin mary and and the saints uh-huh. so this is this is the things of you know like the uh, divine love of a final perseverance uh, perseverance for ourselves that we 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 have a good death, uh, the welfare of our church, our country, our pope, you know, our the order of our house, the, the, our relations, sinners that have no one to pray for them, holy souls in purgatory, oh, you know, cowboy football team that needs a lot of prayers, right? You know, just whatever it, the petitions that you want to bring upon to our Lord, sure. And and the bigger petitions that you have, the bigger graces that can be that God can give you, right? So don't hold back, right? Go big. Right. God's pretty big, and then so at the end, so the, uh, is the resolutions of the body of the meditations, and this is the it, this doesn't have to be very long at all. In 
in fact, a lot of times it's just a single resolution. Yeah, uh, and that's and maybe you won't always have a resolution. Maybe I mean it's like if God has moved you to a to, to, a, to you know has especially in the passions, you know if he if he has made you feel something, mm-hmm. um, convicted you in a moment of that prayer. Don't do not pay attention to those. Mm-hmm. That's how you learn to hear his voice. You have to be honest and willing. And pay attention to those small convictions. Right. And it says, like, this could be just a blip, kind of like what you're saying, as long as uh, that, that you are saying it uh, wholeheartedly, that you're willing to actually do it. Right. You know, you don't want to say, like, I am going to, you know, I have a firm stance that I'm going to leave this in, you know, or t- and pick this up. And, and If go. you feel convicted in something and you can't do it, don't pretend like you didn't hear it. At least oh, yeah, that's a good be point. man enough to tell God no. You because if if you'd like no or, no or just oh, acknowledge I'm, that I'm, you that I'm you sure can't do it on your own. I'm sure that's not what God meant. Uh no, I right, I'm gonna stop praying now. It's like, no, you coward. At least tell God, no, God, I can't do that. Like I think that you want me to do this and I'm I can't. Tell him that. I mean, because at least now you're being honest. Right. And at least now you can continue to bring it to prayer. Don't hide anything because you're not hiding anything from him. You, you know, like, right? What do you think you're doing? So, what do you think you're, you're? You're Noah. You know, like, right? Maybe I'll sail away from him. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then it goes into the third step, which is the conclusion, which consists of thanking God for the graces that He has uh, granted us during our prayer. Which I think is something that I don't do enough. You know, how yeah, many me times too, man. Has God like me just too. like I have felt moved? Like my emotions have been aroused, which isn't always a sign of, of good yeah. prayer, but like. He has given me a lot of graces that has pointed me towards him, and at the end of prayer, I didn't even thank him for it. Uh-huh. That's like, why I like the ACTS these, these are, acronym, right? Because it it like it's in the it's in the program. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like now I'm going to be thankful, right? But that is helpful, right? So you so you, you thank him for the grace. You, you ask for his pardon for any faults that you've you've had, and finally. Uh, we may again recommend to him our resolution, the coming of our day of our life of our death, that we. You know, we strive to be holy. Mm-hmm. So to sum up, he, he gives us really good, like, uh, one sentence, basically, uh, in the book to sum up all of those things on how to meditate, the method of, of meditation. I'll let you read it, Dave. Right here. After having placed ourselves, after having placed ourselves in the, div- in the divine presence, we reflect upon a pious subject, examine ourselves, form suitable affections and petitions, make a resolution, and having thanked God, we retire. Yeah. I mean, so that that in one sentence is basically what we just discussed right. on, you know, how to have a med- how to engage in meditative prayer. Yeah. Uh, which I think is, is very, again, I, I don't think that I, I'm a guy who I enjoy form, like formats. I enjoy structure, especially even in, in prayer, because I, I yeah. want to make sure that I, you mean I you're cover, a guy. I, yeah, I cover my bases on a lot of things, right. right? And so when I started reading this and I realized, like, man, I don't do... Outlines like, weren't invented by women, okay? <laughs> it's like, I didn't realize... Like, I did only one part of the four part of the three part. Like, I only did, yeah. like, one slice of all of this. <laughs> you know... No wonder it takes forever to pray. Right. <laughs> all these parts... So, uh, on the other side of the break, I, I do want to uh, pick up on this conversation. So, if you're listening on the radio, please go subscribe. More on the Lord's team. The winning side. So, raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus.
So, uh, look, this could be it. Okay. Uh, so, there he talks about there's different steps in in mental prayer as you're continually growing in your spiritual life. You know, there's going to be things that you're going to have to meditate upon. There's going to be things that you're going to, you know, when we're talking about the body of meditation, when you're kind of talking about the considerations that you're going to be meditating upon, at what you where you are in your spiritual life will determine what you should really be considering in your considerations, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and he, he, he gives three different, three different basically steps. And, and for a lot of people, it'll be step one. And those are the beginning, which are the beginning of a spiritual life, which will, uh, where you should be trying to remove your predominant vices. So if you're in the state of like, if you're continually struggling with a specific sin, uh, mortal sin, that you're trying to root out any kind of vice that you're trying to root out a habitual vice that you're trying to root out in your life those are the things that you need to be meditating upon first because those are the things that you're going to be able to present to our lord that he will be able to heal you for, heal you of you know he'll be able to to give you the graces that you need at least to understand what you need to do how to cooperate with his graces to overcome these right. vices right so he says that and you know like that right there i think part of that even operates on a natural level that i mean everything of course is grace mm-hmm. you know we're not we're i'm not denying at all the economy of grace but i mean i think that there is also just certain there's almost just a psychology about it you know where if you say and admit to yourself confront your own conscious conscience um, about these things that you're struggling with, you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, it's just psychology. The first step is admit you have a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you, prayer, now you're not out loud necessarily, but you are consciously admitting to yourself, I have a problem. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about like, okay, so like, let's say sloth or, you know, whatever it is, like, I should be working and instead I do something else, mm-hmm. you know, I, that's the, that's the, because, God, I think that these other things will make me happier than if I continue to work, because the work is hard, mm-hmm. and watching a movie it's is fun. And, and so I think that that movie will make me ha- will fulfill me more, but I also know that it won't, and that fulfillment comes from, only, from serving you in the way you've called, you know, like, so when you confront these things mm-hmm. now you've admitted it to yourself you know you can no longer um have this rationalized decision because mm-hmm. you have admitted it right so i mean that's not necessarily like supernatural grace i mean everything is grace he's given you the grace to even have the realization about yourself right okay that is itself a grace but that's also just like kind of the way we're wired you know and so prayer this is why prayer is so important it it is satisfying needs on every level of the way that we're made, supernatural and natural. natural. Yeah. I mean, it's if you're not praying, then you're just not going to be a full person. Right. So to, to, to give an example, I think if you struggle with like sins of the flesh, to really con- like contemplate the scourging of the pillar, to really contemplate that the mm-hmm. stripes that our Lord took on right. will heal us. Right. And, uh, you know, that is something that you can sit there and contemplate and contemplate. Like, you know, look at him in the eyes as he's being scourged. He's And the love that he has for you as he's taking upon this pain. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are the kind of things I think that will help you um, 
if you're struggling with sins of the flesh. Yeah. Uh, to really put it into what our Lord did for us. Right. And then contemplate the, the effects of, of your own sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, those sins you've committed, what, what have they resulted in? Have they brought you any fulfillment? Have they given you peace? Have they given you anything that they told you that they would? Because you they know haven't. those that the what the temptations at the time did any of those come true? Right. Because I think you would have to admit no, they no, they, no, they didn't. didn't. Well, and once you root out uh, these big sins in your life, uh, and you continue to work, and it's a continual process of working. Uh, and cooperating with uh, our Lord's grace, he, he talks about the next uh, next step, which would be more making spiritual progress to employ uh, cultivating virtues. So instead of like now you you've now rooted out the vice, you've taken the bad away. Now now let's fill it up with good. Let's fill it up with with the good virtues of you know being uh, uh, exhibiting prudence and justice and fortitude and temperance and like how you can continue cultivating these these virtues within your life you know and the, I, I think a lot of times this will just be very evident when you do a an, an examination of conscience right you know when did i just fold up like a lawn chair because uh you know they talked about something that i was uncomfortable with and i didn't want to talk about it you know when did i not exhibit fortitude because it would have been uncomfortable for me you know, when did I have that extra drink when I didn't really need it mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't deny myself? You right. Know, uh, when did I speak out of turn and just spoke to be listened to instead of actually saying something that's meaningful? Yeah. You know, there's so many things that that will come uh, very quickly to how do I continue developing virtue in, in, in my life it, by examining your conscience. I think that chatter is one of the most unaddressed vices of our world today meaningless speech are you talking about like gossip or are you talking about mm, oh i don't even mean gossip it, necessarily empty words i just mean like just a, a violation of silence you know like oh just speech for the sake of speech just to like entertain ourselves i mean just mindless uh pointless chatter uh, you know, because so I, th- I think we speak and we talk so that we don't have to confront ourselves sometimes. The reality? Yeah, and it, I think it prevents relationships. I know this is counterintuitive, but if you're with somebody and you're just chattering, I think it's actually preventing that relationship from deepening. Allowing just like the silence sometimes to be a part of your relationship, I think is healthy. You just like, okay, you and your spouse, mm-hmm. you can just sit there in silence. You don't have to say anything to any, you know what I mean? Because right. it, there's just, it's just comfortable. Being in, in, your pre- in their presence. And chatter, chatter leads to gossip. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's, it's something that, that uh, you know, we used we to, don't think about that enough. the church used to preach on more. We just don't think about it enough. Right. And social media only exponentially well, right. I mean, it's makes like, that worse. People worry about chatter when there's a when there's Twitter. I mean, isn't right. that exactly? It's like a social media made for chattering. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, is a sidebar. No, I think that's 
Yeah, it was a good side. We're after the episode, so I'm sidebarring. Right, that's fine. Can I, did you do your three? I want to talk about emotions. All right, so the last one is actually, so we talked about like once you root out the vice, then you fill up, fill it up with virtue. The last one is, is once you're starting to cultivate these virtues, once you're living this virtuous life uh, and continually striving to be closer in union with God, then all you do is you employ this prayer to strengthening this union. Which is kind of like uh, you know, in contemplation, like once uh-huh. you get to that mystical union, like once you get to the highest level of prayer, what do you do? Do you, do you just plateau? No, you just, you just say continue like, All right, I've growing. arrived. No, you just continue growing in the in the union of, of with Christ. Right. You don't plateau. I think when you honestly, I think when you hit that mystical union with Christ, prepare for a dark night of the soul. Oh, you've had it before then. That that no, you you're like you're done. Like you've already come out of the dark night of the soul at that point. Oh, I don't know. Not necessarily. I mean, I guess everybody's different, but it seems I mean, like mo- I mean, you look at Mother Teresa, and she's kind of a unique case when it comes to a dark night of the soul. I mean, she had it almost her entire life. Like I think she has the longest recorded dark night because it, it lasted her enti- almost her entire adult life, with uh, the exception of like a one month period, kind of like. Mm-hmm. The, like towards the beginning of her apostolate, mm-hmm. um, but she she had ecstatic prayer long before that. Yeah. So I don't know that it's ne- one necessarily comes before the other. I would say that often the consola so consolation would be the ecstasy, and the desolation would be the dark night. But the dark night in this case is not desolation per se. I would say that God would strengthen you with consolation. How are you going to have, how are you going to be prepared to endure a dark night if you don't know that ecstasy exists? You see what I'm saying? So I, th- that's a good point. I would say that ecstasy would point. come before like the dark night. I mean, I'm not, oh, go ahead, Juan. Yeah, in Carmelite the spirituality, the dark night of the soul happens before you reach the mystical union. It does, it's yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. However, once you have reached mystical union, God is in his will, can choose to to bring you back to a dark night or right, something can, like that. Yeah, he can take okay. you back. Yeah. Okay. But by the time you've reached mystical union, all your purification has has happened. Has happened. Okay, so that's perfect. One, yeah, all the purification happens. So it talks about it, okay, the, success, the success of mental prayer in this book, which, again, I highly recommend getting the book because we've just, like, barely touched on right. this whole book. In dark, I think a dark night could happen for more than, re- more than one reason. See, in my mind, and I, I could just be misunderstanding what what is the dark night it's not so much a purification process as much as it is a like you're at this point almost a victim soul you oh, know yeah see i don't know yeah i mean like and it could That's be not, it could be both it could be both yeah. i mean you look at mother teresa I mean, I don't, she wasn't going through a purification process she could be no no you, she was you, she you was know that. she was absolutely a victim soul i mean it's very clear in uh maybe like, i don't know enough to, in the words that, that the lord like revealed to her that she was to suffer. Her her mission was suffering for the poor. True. You know that was that is her apostolate, and it was that was her her life's work hmm. was her suffering. And so she's kind of a unique case. I mean, maybe in all fairness, you just kind of leave her aside in, in that in that discussion. But yeah, I, I hadn't thought about that. That mystical union. 
is it like heaven on earth? You know, mm-hmm. you've already. Yeah. I mean, you, and that's what that's what like Alphonsus Ligorian talk and other saints have talked about before. But I would be curious to look this up. I'm going to have to go do research whether or not a dark night is a purification process or it is, can be. I, I think it could be. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't. I I I had not considered it in that way. I because, kind of thought like, a dark night I, is like, those really, who have been purified are now are only, are now capable of making such a enduring such a gift mm. you know like no i think i think that a lot, the dark night a lot of times is a purification process yeah, of, of well not relying right. on yourself but relying that god is there even though i can't sense him sure and i'm doing this out of the love for him just for the fact of knowing that he is there even though i can't feel him or touch him or see him or, mm-hmm. or think about you know and it could be both yeah sure so, uh, so the elements of successive mental prayer, which is something that I really wanted to make sure we discuss, we don't have to touch on too long. We can we can go into the emotions if you want to. But there are like, well, let's talk about the successes. Let's talk about some of the things that like benefit of of mental prayer, and it's purity of your conscience. There's four that he talks about: purity of your conscience, purity of heart, purity of mind, and purity of will. So the purity of conscience draws uh, us closer to God. The purity of mind contributes to the recollection and attention that we need to have constantly to know that we are in the presence of our Lord. Uh, the purity of heart is to have a deeper devotion for the love of our Lord. And uh, the purity of will is to have efficacious resolutions, like the willingness to go do the things that we have to do to become holy, like the willingness of being able to co- uh, uh, cooperate with God's grace that are go- it's going to be tough, it's going to be difficult to do, but we're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So like those are the things like as you're rooting out, as you know, as you're rooting out the vices, you're filling them up with the virtue. Th- these are the, the, the successes of what mental prayer will do. It'll purify your conscience, purify our heart, purify our mind and purify our will so that way we uh you know we know us for who we are like the men that we are like we know who we are we know where our faults are we know uh how to fall deeper in love with our lord we know how to think of pure things which i think a lot of a lot of guys obviously struggle with in this day and age but then also like how do we cooperate with god's grace that's going to be difficult to do right so and these are all the things these are all the fruits basically the successes of having mental prayer of making sure to have mental prayer in your uh, daily life Mm -hmm. silent meditative prayer silent meditative prayer and that's that like in exodus 90 that's what it said 20 minutes of Of silent silent meditative meditative prayer prayer. Mm -hmm. so you're not praying the rosary you know like during during that you are just uh like the the devotion to the rosary is separate yes you pray a daily rosary and you do a sep- and you do 20 minutes of prayer 20 minutes of prayer is like all right you have your daily devotions you do those you have your rosary you do that and then you also do 20 minutes of, so you end up doing about an hour's worth of prayer every day and it's I mean, like, maybe you don't do it every day, but you, you do your best. But I want to talk about emotions. Okay. Uh, there are certain moments in everyone's life, and they happen regularly, where they are emotional moments, whether they're joyous moments or sorrowful moments. And I have learned that these are moments that the Lord is giving us a special grace for prayer. The emotions are like the like the the, the super the superpowers they're the spiritual no, cookies well not we necessarily because they could be sorrow oh but that's still i mean that's still a good i mean it's like good but, it's like the sorrow of of knowing no, I, I wouldn't that, call that a spiritual cookie when you're you i know, would in but, moments of like sorrow 
Oh, I would because now you realize reality for what it is. Well, and that's okay. a good thing. Okay, well, you could okay if that's how you're defining cookie. To me, cookies are moments of consolation. Oh, okay, you know where you feel yeah, yeah. you have those just loving. Most prayer. of the time, they are. Yeah, yeah. you know, you just yeah, yeah. you can just feel the love of you know you can really feel God's love for you. Sure, um, but moments of joy, you know, when you're at a wedding or when you are you see your children do something that delights you or. Whatever it is, these moments that bring joy to your heart or sorrow. You know, we, we talked about today these um, the steps to prayer. The preparation, you know, was step one, and then the body had several parts, consideration, affectations, and petitions. You can skip, in these moments, you can skip all of the preparation, and you have this ability, because you have this power of your emotions, to go straight to this very deep prayer. In those moments of joy, if you remember to take that joy and offer it to the Lord, mm-hmm. you can go straight to a very deep level of prayer instantly. Mm-hmm. If you would just take it, he's given you this joy, if you just take it, and you and you have to remember to do it, but you, if you just give it to him and take that joy and you're like, oh, you're here at this wedding, or you know, whatever it is, like, this couple, Lord, thank you for putting this couple together. Like, bless them. Mm-hmm. You will never pray more earnestly than you do in this moment. You you will be with all of your soul praying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same is true with sorrow. In those moments of sorrow, don't waste those moments. Remember to pr- take them to prayer. It don't virtue of memory. Right yeah, there. exactly. And don't say like, "Oh, I'm going to remember this sorrow." Uh, tomorrow when I go to adoration. No, 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 no. It's right now. You co- you don't get to save grace. Grace is used at that moment or it's wasted. You can't like, I'm going to take this grace and put it in my pocket and I'm going to use it tomorrow. But you can use the memory to recall it. Right, but that's a, but that's not the same. Having the emotions in the right, moment right. is not the same as remembering so can, can the emotion. I give it the, uh, like one of the best examples that I've ever had uh, yeah. like, that was uh, given to me, like told uh-huh. me. So one of the things that like when I first had Luke, uh, when we first had our first kid, when Luke was uh, in Haley's belly and his, she was about, he was about right. to uh, be born, uh, a dad came up to me and said, Adam, listen, there is nothing like being able to see your child being born. You'll never be able to, like, the the feeling that you have is overwhelming. You, you will never be able to, like, recapture this this feeling, this emotion mm-hmm. that you will have. Right. So when it happens and that baby is placed in your arms, you recall exactly what you, like, what is happening at that moment. What you are wearing, the smell that is happening in the room, what what the baby is wearing, where mom is, where the doctors are, what the room looks like, what the color of the room looks like. You remember every single detail that you possibly can and the joy that you have when that happens. Mm -hmm. And then when the nights that will be coming very soon where the baby is crying in the middle of the night and you are frustrated and you are uh, sleep-deprived, you rely on the memories that you have of the beauty of of life itself Mm -hmm. and you do and that's what will help you grow in charity that will is what will help you deny yourself for the good of another person right um and so like when somebody when he told me that i and i I, gosh i wish i could remember who the who the guy was who told me i can't remember but uh when he told me that i did that 
Mm-hmm. And I've done that with all of my children. And I have distinct, vivid memories of right. all four of my children. Uh, and it has helped me immensely through uh, the parenting process. And also, in that moment of joy, offer up a prayer for them. Like, let that be the moment where you give them their first blessing. Like, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, take... Because these the emotions, yeah. emotions are given to you by God for you alone. Your emotions are not meant for anybody else. They are only for you. Okay, and so they are like the powers of the soul that you are now able to wield at their full potential. You know, in heaven, we will always have these, this, like, this emotion of joy. You know, it will be there all the time. We will be fully alive. Mm-hmm. But, it's in, but in our fallen world, we're not fully alive like that all the time. We, uh, there are moments, we have glimpses into the fullness of reality. Mm-hmm. And our emotions are like the, the gateways that take us there for a glimpse of heaven. And so when you get that glimpse, yep. unite your soul to God. So like offer up a prayer for your son or your daughter as you hold them in your arms for the first time. Yeah. When you are when at, at the death of a loved one, that is the moment that you pray for them most earnestly. Mm-hmm. Don't waste it. Don't waste that, it. That's what I want to say about the emotions. They're given to you for a reason. Don't waste them. I know that we we talk about sometimes like, oh, because emotions, right? You know, like right. We, we put them down because they're not logical. Uh, At times. They don't augment us in like critical thinking, but they do augment our ability to lift our soul to God. Mm-hmm. And that is what prayer is. Uh, and at the end, I like the only other thing that I want to say is like prayer is hard. It's not like this totally. is like this mental prayer. Th- th- these steps, even though you you're given steps of here's how to engage and to 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 put yourself into mental prayer, it doesn't mean it's easy. It's right. going to be awkward. It's not going to be. E- it's not going to come natural to you. It's not going to come. It's not going to be something that you're going to be, to just fall into unless you've received a special grace. Uh, so it's going to be hard, and it's not going to. And it, you're going to feel. At least for me, I felt like. For a long time, this I, I must be doing it wrong because I'm not feeling, I'm not getting these emotions. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know if right. there's anything good that's coming from this. But just because you don't have the emotions, just because you're you're doing it and it's and it's hard, it's not easy to do, doesn't mean you stop doing it. And this is mm-hmm. this is when the virtue of prayer comes in, in into effect. This is when uh, the habit of prayer, even though you don't feel it even though it's not natural even though it's not easy you still do it for the love of god so so ultimately again what prayer is is uniting yourself to our lord now whether Mm -hmm. or not you feel like you've been united to our our lord whether or not you feel like this has been successful prayer time or a waste of time or whatever you're still doing it because you're you have love for our lord and all you want to do is is unite yourself to him and so I know in my prayer life, it has been a, a lot of dryness. It has been, I, I very rarely feel emotions. I very mm-hmm. rarely feel, and I wish, in all honesty, I kind of like, I would, oh, yeah. I would love to have more. I, me too. Because uh, the, the, the moments of being, you know, at midnight in adoration and like crying, like, of like love for our Lord has like stayed with me for a long time. Like, it has been very beneficial for me. Sure. And sure, like, having those emotions would be very beneficial, I feel like, in my prayer life. 
uh, to continue growing. Right. Yeah, Ignatius um, specifically mentions tears as uh, a source of consolation. I mean, like, and I would love, I you know, I would love to replicate that if I could. Every time. Every time. Sure. Because I feel like I would grow in prayer I would totally, like, I'd be a weeper. Make me make me an ugly crier, Lord, if yeah. you just let me do it every time. To. I would love to. But but uh, that's just not what my prayer life is, right. at least right now in my life. Um, and so yeah. it's very important. And I'm saying this, like, basically so that way I can... Buckle up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are times where my prayer literally gets, de- like, devolves into, I said I was going to kneel and pray for 20 minutes, and... All I'm doing is kneeling because I want to stop. Like, I'm tired. And you, have you had those where you're just kind of like exhausted or you get up in the morning and your muscles just don't work very well yet? You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I. And you're kneeling and it's like, it is so hard to kneel and you're tempted to sit, to down. sit down. But I know if I sit down, I'm going to fall asleep or I'm, there's no. In those moments, prayer. my prayer is just that I'm kneeling. I mean, and I try, yeah. and I, I just have to accept that in those moments, this is all I'm capable of right now. I, and not, this is a suffering. Right. You know, it's a, like, there are other moments where I kneel down to pray, and I'm, gonna, I'm shooting for 20 minutes, and I look at the clock, and it's been 35. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just totally, I just was like really involved in my prayer. And sure. the kneeling is no big deal. You know, right. like, I could keep going for, but there are other times it's totally different, and it's very hard. And I just have to say, God, this I'm like, what, the suffering of me you. kneeling is is what I can give prayer. you today. That's all I have to give. Well, and that's the same with in, in adoration, right? Like, there's times where you kneel in adoration, it's like, oh, that has to be, like, my hour has to be almost up, and you realize it's only been six minutes. Right. And then there's, <laughs> you know, like... It's been uh, six minutes and 15 seconds. Right. right. <laughs> you know, and then there's times that you've been kneeling in prayer, and you're like, uh, you know, oh, what, I, you know, I better make sure to, to get other things in, because... Uh, you know, I, I haven't gotten much yeah. in. And then you realize, oh, uh, an hour's up. Like, right. I'm done. Uh, you know, so that's happened both ways. From Typically, sure. it ha- happens more for me of... And you should expect it to be that way for every... I mean, everyone will... Everyone will... That will be... I mean, expect that. Your prayer will be different. It was It was this way today. It will be... Maybe it's different tomorrow. Maybe it'll be the same, but... But you stay consistent. Right, you, exactly. You keep the habit. Commit to a prayer life and stick to it. And it, it, that's what men that's what you do as a man. You commit to it and you stick to it. Yeah. Our Lord loves you. He just wants to be with you. He just wants you to unite yourself to him because ultimately he loves you. That will make you the ha- like it'll fulfill you the most. Mm-hmm. You can't do that without communication with him. He you wants to give you himself prayer. and you can only do that in prayer. In in the quiet prayer. Cheers. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.